bugs are coming, but not in peace. Welcome to Remember 64, where this week we team up to save cute, cuddly tribals around the galaxy. Oh, just look at them. They're just so sweet. I want to take one home. Oh, I just want to cuddle them. I can't wait. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is David Petrangelo, and this week we are playing and chatting about Jet Force Gemini! Jiggy Look Back is back once again. On the show, we are going to dig into this classic rare action-adventure shooter game. Quick note off the top, as per usual, patreon.com slash remember64show is where you can support this show as it gets bigger and better. At least, I hope that's what it's doing. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can help us uh, keep the lights on, so to speak. And a new thing that we are going to be adding uh, momentarily, if you're listening to this in uh, July or August of 2023, the new thing we're adding is any new members at any level uh, can choose to receive a holographic Remember 64 sticker in the mail. All we have to do is get your uh, address and email address and we will uh, get into contact with you and we will make that happen. Also, uh, take a look at our YouTube page, Remember-64, where you can watch two-minute reviews of many of the games that we've covered on this show and some others that we haven't, uh, including a unreleased Glover 2 that never actually came out for the N64, and uh, some long plays of some of the games as well. So you can sit and watch us play Donkey Kong 64 or Jet Force Gemini or other types of games like that, Turok 2, uh, that are in a little bit of a longer play style. And uh, as always, pass us a rating on your podcast app of choice, specifically uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, always much appreciated. And of course, tell your friends, tell your family, if they are nerds like us, we want to welcome them to the show. Remember 64 is a very proud member of the Tokyo Beat Podcast Network. Spaceships, magic swords, intergalactic empires, dead gods, and creatures from beyond the moon. What mad universe could contain all these fantastic visions? What mad universe is a bi-weekly podcast delving into the misty origins of sci-fi and fantasy, pop culture and genre tropes. Take a cosmic trip on What Mad Universe Podcast, now on the Tokyo Beat Podcast Network. Okay, let's bust out the history books, everyone. I'm learning. We're heading back to October of 1999. Jet Force Gemini had players control a team of futuristic bug squashers consisting of siblings Juno and Vela, jetpack-loving Lupus, and their Floyd the Robot. The goal is to save the galaxy from the evil Mizar, or Mizar? I really should have checked that, and save tribal members who have been captured. Lead programmer for the game, Paul Mountain, was a little bit newer to Rare, the now juggernaut developers. He said, quote, I joined Rare as a software engineer graduate in 1996, just one year before he started working on Jet Force Gemini, and he was working at that time at Diddy Kong Racing. He goes on to say, quote, in equal measure, the behavior of the bad guys in Jet Force was a mixture of arcade space shooter formations and Quake-style attack and cover mechanics. Super Metroid was also an influence on some areas of the game, such as collecting, upgrading, and unlocking weapons. Throughout the development of Jet Force Gemini, the team described very little interference from Nintendo along the way. Sure, there were suggestions, some checks and balances, and some thumbs up or thumbs down discussions. That happens along the way, fair enough. 
but the artistic and technological changes that were made were largely done because those working on the title started to really hone in on their skills and show just how far they could push the N64. Now, if you've played the game before, you may or may not like or remember liking the way that it controlled. We're going to talk about this in our discussion in just a few minutes, but the choice to have a third-person view that switched into a sort of 1.5 first-person with manual aiming was definitely intentional. Rare says with the analog stick, it allowed them to create a more precise control scheme for players. And while it might feel a little bit dated, lead artist Lee Musgrave says the difficulty and freedom mixed in were exactly what they were trying to balance. After months of playtesting, other playable characters were added to the roster with their own unique abilities. At first, it was only Juno that you could suit up as. Then his sister came along, and then there was their trusty dog, Lupus. Jet Force Gemini was a hit and flew off store shelves in 1999 and early 2000, with big competition now here from a newly released Sega console in the Dreamcast, the sales weren't necessarily a surprise, but interviews with Rare point to the fact that they were a little bit worried internally. Reviews at the time pointed out that the game really did push the console's limits, but could have taken advantage of the about-to-be-released expansion pack. Now, Rare decided against that because they knew at launch, not many players would have it in their hands just yet. A Game Boy Color version of the game was in development by a studio called Bit Studios in 2000, but shortly after was cancelled. The port was expected to have an isometric 2D view. According to a former Rare designer, Martin Wakeley, Jet Force Gemini on the color was, quote, the only occasion I can actually remember Rare outsourcing anything. Well, here's a taste of the opening cutscene. This is an unverified video that was uploaded back in 2016, being played on a Game Boy Advance SP. Today's show is brought to you by EPOS Gaming Audio with a comprehensive lineup of both wired and wireless headsets, gaming amplifiers, microphones, and webcams. EPOS has everything you need to experience the power of audio. Like their H6 Pro lineup, which features two versions, an open or closed headset. The closed headset allows you to tap into exceptionally detailed audio and seals out ambient noise, while the open version delivers natural, high-fidelity audio with an incredible soundstage. Both headsets include a magnetic, detachable microphone and a sleek design that has no wild RGB configurations, just good design. Listeners can save 15% by visiting www.eposaudio.com gaming and entering the code EPOSFRIEND15 at checkout. That is EPOSAudio, E-P-O-S-A-U-D-I-O dot com slash gaming and entering the code EPOSFRIEND15, no spaces, no underscores, no points. All of that can be entered at checkout for a 15% discount. Blast off for galactic adventure with Jet Force Gemini for your Nintendo 64. Blaze into action with your team of adventurers bent on breaking the alien Mizar's interstellar stranglehold. 
An awesome 120 stages awaits you, each bristling with its own brand of terror and robotic power-ups. Jet Force Gemini, a force to be reckoned with. Playing now on your N64. All right, as per usual, it's time to talk about the game. It's time to talk about our experience with it in the past and now. And I'm so happy that Jiggy Lookback is here once again, returning guest slash co-host slash good guy all around. How are you? How you doing? I am doing fantastic. So. <laughs> Amazing. Even even after slugging away at, at this title at Jeff Force Gemini? <laughs> I think so. I mean... <laughs> I got a couple ant heads to show about it. Yes, exactly. There you go. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll jump in because I think there's a decent amount to talk about with this game. I mean, it's another one of those uh, big Deadpool rare titles, I think. And, you know, I don't want to shortchange anything like this because it is, is a, it's a pretty special title. There's a bit of a history to go with it. And um, did you have a history with this game going back to when you were younger? Or is it something, again, that maybe you played a little bit later or just knew of? So the second one, a little more, but okay. So my relationship <laughs> with this game is a little complicated. Okay. Because obviously I'm a big rare fan and I've, yeah. I had it in my N64 collection as a kid and I did not play too much of it. I mean, mm. I played, I think, I don't even think I unlocked Vela. Like I was, mm. I just played as Juno and I remember getting to a specific area and I got to it again and I remembered this area because when I was a kid, it actually scared me. And uh, it was, it it's like a, an abandoned church. And there's like the, the guy out there that plays, he's like, Oh, what have I done? And he like plays a memory for you. And right, like right. a him like turning the, the ant people into zombies and everything. Zombies, yeah, yeah. 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 So that scared me as a kid. And I think I stopped playing there and I just, never went back to it until now and i'm like i don't know it was also kind of hard for me i remember yeah. like when i first played it i was like this is really hard and it wasn't something and even now i was like this is really hard like <laughs> <laughs> well that that's not to, I mean, that's not uh, uh an uncommon feeling i think it seems yeah. like online that is you know i think they were going for that a little bit it wasn't supposed to be a walk in the park but you're not alone that's for sure so yeah it's definitely no banjo or conquer that i could pick up and really go through i mean there's there's a lot of thought involved in this game i feel like even your play style how you're playing uh keeping track of where you are in the level i yeah. i still i i don't know if we want to just get into it we could start right from the beginning uh before we get into the levels because i really want to talk about the intro and specifically that theme music Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I actually have a not, not too different story than yours going back. I think I mentioned to you, mentioned this to you like a few weeks ago when we first said we were going to play this game. I was like, I think I played the first like two stages yeah, and maybe one of the other stages as lupus because my buddy unlocked it. I never owned this game, but I played it a yep. decent amount at my friend's place who had it. And it would be like, Oh, I'm going to play a level. Oh, we're going to play a level. And then inevitably this was the household where I've told the story before in other episodes, but where we would just take this cartridge out and then the four of us would just play Rampage for the next like five there you hours go. and, and go hey, like Rampage, all the way to the end. Yeah. Rampage is great. So, it is. It's excellent. <laughs> it, it was great. It, it, you know, we that for whatever reason, it was that group of the four of us that always played Rampage. And then when we went to one of the other guys houses in this same group of friends, 
it was GoldenEye and it was the other Mario parties and like things like that. Yeah. So for whatever reason, Rampage took over Jet Force Gemini for us in this one household. But as, as far as playing through it, not even close. Not even close. I, I rem- like you said, the music, I, I still remember like when, when that, when I hit start or, you know, the, the game booted up and that, that splash page just comes on where it has the logo oh, yeah. and them running and stuff. That music, not only do I think it's it's so well done and it's very like orchestral and very, very awesome, I'd say. Um, I Immediately, it took me back. It took me back immediately. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you wanted to talk about it. What's uh, What do you think? So... So the first thing I wanted to say was, and you probably know this, but the fact that it was first a Conquer soundtrack thing, like it was yes. first a theme used in Conquer Twelve or Twelve Tales Conquer sixty four, uh, which is just a cool little tidbit there. Um, yeah. But there's actually like people had like the the footage of the game, and you can be in the Roman Colosseum, and it plays the Jet Force Gemini theme, and everyone's like, "Wait yeah. a minute, like, yeah, hold so on that's, now, <laughs> yeah." So that's super cool. I just like that, and I feel it does have a very even all the music honestly has a very rare feel to it. Yeah. You don't realize that, that feel, I don't know if it's like, it's like the brass in combination with the like really synthy sounding stuff, Mm -hmm. like a lot of rare music. And actually a lot of the sound effects in this game, I can tell are either reused assets or they're made in a very similar way because even things like Juno, like walking in lava or something makes a splashing noise. I'm like, Hey, I know that noise. And I'm like, Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. the same, you know? So I, I was getting a lot of that, but that theme definitely is, it is iconic. Yeah. And even going further a little bit, but not too much. Cause there is something else I want to talk about that. Like opening screen, um, the character select screen, oh, dude, that yeah. music, I, that's, that might be top 10 rare. Like I even appreciate it. I love the theme song of this game. Yeah. But that character select music. There's something so epic about it. It's It's like, so like star Warsy. Like it's exactly what I was going to say. It is star Wars. It's like Darth Vader, like coming in and you're like, Oh, where's the lightsabers. Yeah, but it's, you know, instead of instead of a dude in a black cape and a big robotic suit, it's a little dog with a machine gun strapped to his back. So I mean, that's cool. just as epic, I would say. <laughs> yeah, pre- pretty epic. I mean, yeah. No, it's true cuz cuz again, when we were when we were messaging back and forth about it, I think you started playing a little bit before me and you said, "Oh, just be prepared for the character select screen." <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? And I was like, I was trying to remember it when you said that because actually, I, I was when you said that it, the the theme music actually cued in my head pretty similarly to what it is, but not exactly. But I was like, oh yeah, I think I remember what the theme music is. Okay, and then I played. I think later that night or the next morning or something, I started playing it. And yeah, the second you get to even it's just Juno running on on the treadmill yeah. thing. Like even just that, it doesn't. It's not epic because there's epic things going on. It's just flat out epic shit in your face. It 
just goes fucking hard and it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And even just the little touches in that menu of like, so you said they're running on treadmills. So every character yeah. is just running on a treadmill. Uh, they pull up a symbol like to the left of them that's supposed to represent them, which honestly, I could never keep track of which one was which. Yeah, they look a little too I similar. Like, yeah. I was like, eh, that's kind of a, a missed thing. But I thought it was cool that they show like for some reason, like an x-ray of their body or something on the right. And it's it's bizarre, but it's it kind of fits that. I don't know. They're just this is how they're doing. This is their health. This is their like their body is like their condition. And I was like, it just kind of adds like a weird like sci-fi kind of. Yeah, it just adds to the layer on. of the fact that you are somewhere else in the galaxy and this is the technology they have. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, I think I think it'd be cool if that was reused somewhere else in the game. Like maybe that was your health bar or something. I, I'm fine with the way that the health works in this game. It doesn't bother me or anything. But um, but if like, I don't know, part of the health logo was was that like the body, maybe they couldn't pull it off. Maybe just too much power they would need to, to kind of do that while the game is running and everything. But but yeah, it's just another layer of detail that's really, they didn't have to do. You could have just had their face with that music yeah. and it still would have been cool. But there's a lot going on. They're on like a ship and yep. you know the treadmill, like we said. And you could, and when you spin around and pick the different characters, the whole thing shifts as if you're, you know, moving around the room and like all these mechanical sounds are happening. It's a lot of detail going on in something that really you just flick the joystick a couple times and press A and you move on. And it's like, it's, it's great functionally the same as donkey kong 64 but yeah so much yes i mean I, as much as i love that character select just because the characters like call out each other yeah it's kind yeah. of funny but yeah it, it has charm <clears throat> excuse me it has charm but jet forces is just it's so over the top for what it is right <laughs> so. yeah sci over the top sci-fi and and all there's other over the top details that we'll get into yeah. and stuff but um that was somebody's yeah. job and they went hard they're like yeah if this is the one thing i'm doing in that game this is it yeah <laughs> you know? it's gonna kick so much ass yes. no one's gonna play this game they're just gonna sit at this menu the exactly. whole time <laughs> i even looking on reddit like I'm in a lot of like rare game forums and everything and going yeah. in. And that was one thing that somebody said, they're like that character select screen is easy top 10. And I'm like, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and- cannot disagree. <laughs> I think the music in general in this game is great. Again, like you said, a lot of rare games are like that. I think, I yeah. think it's, it's be hard pressed to find one that isn't at least, you know, enjoyable on some of the stages. Uh, and they're not, none of them are throwaway. And you know, on top of that, we'll, we'll get into like playing the game itself and stuff too. But as far as sound goes, since we're on that topic, there's a lot of voice acting in this, which yeah, I didn't, ex- there's not a ton, but there's some every once in a while that you get. There's some like, and when you don't, you get some like sound effects of when everyone talks, kind of like, you know, yeah. Banjo-Kazooie, things like that little, and like that's a little like personality thing. So like, you know, they went for it on all the different levels, I think. And, um, and you know, whether someone's talking or whether you're reading it, whether the sound effects or not, when someone's actually talking, the writing is really kind of fun and cheeky and I everything love... too. Like, okay. So before we get to segue, I just wanted to yeah. bring up. Yeah. Sorry. I'm everywhere. <laughs> one thing. Well, there's so much to talk about because there's so many different little details and there's layers. Try to, to cover it all. Yeah. There's layers. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. So in that in that first title sequence screen, it's so cool how depending on how far you are in the game, the title sequence like changes. 
like what's yes. happening on screen. Oh so, so yeah. you start at the beginning, it's just Juno running. And then it's like, as you unlock the characters, they show up on the title screen. And then depending how far you get, like at one point you get better armor and stuff, and then it replaces them. And then they all have their different outfits on. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's just a cool little touch that I don't know. I, it's just, it's just neat. It, it adds another another layer to it. It just it makes yeah, you no. feel like you progressed and that your team is more, you know. I yeah, don't know. exactly. Yeah, I and and I kind of um, so I mostly played this. I have the cartridge and I I played it. I think I don't know three or four stages or something like that on on the sixty four. And I was like, I'm gonna try it on the rare replay because I have that. I have Game Pass and yeah. it has all these games on it and. I heard it helps with the control scheme, which, you know, can be hit and miss depending on how you, how you like the game and everything. But um, it's not a huge difference, honestly. We'll get into that. But um, I didn't remember all that much about that detail that you're talking about with the with the title screen, because on the Xbox, you can just put your Xbox to sleep and the game goes on suspend and then you can just pick up where you left off. Like you press pause, I'll turn the Xbox off and that's it. It's basically like yep. putting your switch pressing the power button on your switch, kind of the same idea, right? Um, you know, modern consoles, they all have that now. So yep. I forgot about that. And then I, I had to restart the Xbox for an update or something like that. And then I opened it back up. And this was like, after I had lupus. So this is like, you know, a couple hours later at this point. And they're all on the screen. They're in a different spot. Like one of the other stages is like, yeah, this is great. I forgot about this. Yeah, it's a, it's just a little, it's a little thing, but it's, yeah. it's cool. It was, it was and a nice surprise. Yeah, it was a nice surprise. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was gonna say, should we should we move into how the game looks? Because I'm, yeah, let's I'm, do it, man. I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious of the rare replay situation because I I only played it on the 64, and there's a couple things, and I'm gonna incorporate performance with the graphics because I feel sure. like they go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. I mean, there. Like graphically, it's okay to me. Okay. I can't I, I've heard people say, Oh, it's a great looking rare game. And I'm like, I there are some aspects of it I'm like, wow, this looks really good. And then other aspects I'm like, that looks kind of goofy. And the <laughs> the big thing uh that I, I couldn't seem to get over, it was particularly with Juno, is his legs when he runs. They're <laughs> they're very uh square. And they move yeah. in a weird, like diagonal, like kind of ice skating look. Oh, oh, I got it. I know exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Juno runs like Ezra Miller as the Flash. That kind of like ice skating, kind of like why is he running? His arms like swinging. That? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why is true. he running like that? You know. Yeah, it's like it's a whole. It's a. I mean, running is a full body experience, but when you watch him run compared to the other characters, yeah, it's like a full body arms legs yeah. kind of look at that yeah no that's a good point it is he's, what it is he's really the only one that does. i mean the other two look fine when they're running so i don't know oh, especially it, especially lupus like it's he doesn't yeah there's, he's on he actually floors. looks actually looks pretty good uh, i think his yeah. motion and everything is pretty good um yeah so as far as as far as the graphics go i think for the most part yeah i, I like it i like you know the design of of the enemies yeah. i think is unique enough and everything all of that stuff is fine but that's that's like art style you know that's design that's not necessarily what the detail is sort of speak so like i think that like the way things move and everything like juno for example and 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 uh and vela too vela 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 um, i think it's vela 
yeah, that's yeah. I don't. Know. I'm questioning myself because I, just, I, I get things wrong. The names, so. <laughs> the names are crazy. They Gino, are They're... lupus, Vela. But then the best part is that the tribal leader is named Jeff. Yes. Yes. You know, and his that's... brother's like Bobby or something. Like I don't something like yeah, that. I don't know. Barry, I think. Yeah. Barry, that's it. Yeah. Barry. Like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll get into that a little bit later, but yes, we will. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think yeah. So when I was when I was watching sort of some of the animations and things like that, I think most of the details seems like all the little grunts, all the little ants are the ones that have the most like yeah distinctive sure. running and stuff. They're kind of hunched over when they run, and then when they shoot, some of them might be propped up a little bit. The guys with the shields use their shields in different ways depending on which one it is. The big guys look different, but they kind of don't move or anything, or at least most of them don't. Um, but then like Juno and Valor are running and it looks like I, to me, it was like, it looks like they're running on ice. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of what it yeah. looked like. Um, especially when yeah. you're strafing, when you're kind of strafing, it's like, Oh, uh, their legs move, but their upper body doesn't. So like their yep. legs turn to the left or the right, but their body's facing forward. And you know, it, I, you know, it, it is what it is. I, it's not, yeah, it's not exactly. a huge thing, but it does look awkward if you really look at it. Um, I think, though, that uh, I think for the most part, the rest of the game is is pretty good. I think, uh, yeah, I, I like the way it looked. I don't think it's it's one of the best, um, but it's unique. And I think that's why mm-hmm. it stands out is because it definitely does not, based on character design and weapons and stages Mm -hmm. and the way all of that stuff is structured together in the story and how you progress through all these stages and everything. I think that's why it stands out. And that's why people might say like, Oh yeah, this is why this game is, has its own unique style and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's what it is for me is I I appreciate that. But as far as the way, you know, the the colors and the animations and whatever, it's good, but it's not fantastic. So I'm not too far off on on you. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that, this is one of those games on the N64 that I was like, oh my gosh, my shadow's an actual shadow, which I don't know why I always look for that because I'm so used to like, even, you know, Ocarina of Time, you have two little things for your feet. Uh, Mario 64, it's just a black circle. You know, it's just a thing with platformers you get. And later on in the 64 life, they actually became shadows. And I was like, I just, I always see that. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's just one of those added things that they put in. And like one of the reasons why at the time, all the, the sort of the some of the research that I've been doing so far in the game is that, you know, you're mentioning performance. There yeah. was performance issues, especially on the console on on the rare replay. I think I found some like <laughs> it's funny. I found some bugs, um, but nothing that was game breaking and no major sure. performance issues. But that's because now it's been ported over and they've kind of gone right. over the code and they, whatever, right? But this game definitely could have benefited from having the expansion pack because it really would have given the console a little bit of an extra boost. And I didn't run into any of it, but I spent most of my time playing on Rare Replay. So um, that's why yeah. I didn't hit it. So it sounds like yeah. you ran into some stuff. Yeah, so nothing, no glitches or anything that really held me back other than like two times I did have my game freeze, which oh, I, I I'm ne- I don't have that very often on the 64 and I don't like, I remember it as a kid happening. It's just a yeah. thing with the console, you know, occasionally like your game would just freeze and stop, you know? And so, and there's no way to do anything about it on a console. You just hit yep. the reset button and 
That's, yep. that's it. I was yeah. so ticked though, because it was during a moment. The Well, the last one I remember was during a moment. I was trying to collect all the tribals and <laughs> I got to like the last one or two and the game froze. And I was so mad. I had to stop playing for like probably 30, 45 minutes because I was just frustrated. I'm like, yeah. of all times, why couldn't it have happened at the beginning? It had to happen yeah. when I was close to the end. Oh. So but but that is that is more of a fluke. That's not telling of the performance of the game. The right, things right. I did encounter were like in rooms where there were a lot of enemies coming at you or a lot of drones specifically, I think. Mm-hmm. When they would fly at you and the frame rate would dip. Uh and it's not it's not unbearable. It's not like I would say Tui had worse performance issues. Okay. Like, and I love Banjo Tui, and I totally can get by with those issues that it has. But it's just, it's noticeable. And especially, I think there's moments, and I could be totally wrong on this. I don't know if the frame rate's unlocked. If it's like Mm. they try to cap it at 30 or keep it consistently around 30, or if sometimes it gets up because there are moments where there's no enemies. I'm running in a hall or a cave or something. And it seems very smooth, like almost 60 FPS smooth. Like it's very, like it really got up there and I'm like, wow, this feels great. And then the second enemies show up, it's like, boop, back down. Right. And it's not, it's not chugging, but it's definitely like working. Well, it's noticeable. It's noticeable. And, yeah. it, and it also changes the way that you are, that your feel for that scene or for right. that instance, right? Like right. even if it wasn't running extra fast or extra smooth or whatever, and it was running normal. And then all of a sudden it chugs down just a little bit. Just yeah. like any other frame rate drop, it's, you know, and you want to be precise with your weapon or with your traversal or whatever it is, that makes a difference. It's, yep. it throws you off. You don't feel like you're, you don't feel like you have the feel anymore. You know, I, that, that's why people don't like that. And that's why it's unfortunate when it happens. But I, I didn't run into that stuff. The only thing I ran into was yeah. every once in a while, you know, when you have to kill all of the, all the enemies in order to unlock a door there, the door wasn't unlocked, but I couldn't see an enemy anywhere. But I could hear mm. one every once in a while. And every once in a while, the little red indicator on the left or the right of my screen would go off yeah. to tell you that one was like around the corner or just out of sight or whatever. Interesting. And then I would throw a grenade at like the corner of the wall where that sound <laughs> was kind of coming from. And then I would just see the green blood come out and it would die. And then the door would open. So that happened a oh. couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So and just that's not on the 64. The yeah. So it spawned it's- into the wall. Uh, it wasn't shooting at me, which is interesting. It's not like it was, yeah. you know, seen through the wall. It just, and I couldn't see it. It's not like I could see the antenna or its foot or its gun sticking out of the wall. I could <laughs> just hear it and see the indicators and that's it. Um, wow. And because, and the guns wouldn't do anything because the wall was in the way. So yeah. I used grenades in order to get an explosion. And one or two grenades later, I was like, okay, the door's unlocked. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, nothing like that happens on the 64. At least yeah. not to me, but... I will say it was kind of annoying when you do kill all the enemies and then one is like laying on the ground, just. Oh, spasming. Just, yeah. Yeah. Then there's just, there's just, it's just a matter of time before they just perish. Yeah. But for some reason they add that detail and they sit there for like 10 seconds and you're like, why yeah. isn't this door opening? And then you turn around, see it on the ground and then it starts to disappear and you're like, Oh, okay. And then the door opens. Yeah. You hear the flies buzzing. That's how you know that, that the one's yeah. on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is like another one of those details of the game that, is like extra gruesome in a game that is sort of sort of lighthearted and sort of like not family friendly, but sort of like geared towards maybe slightly gamers, but also not. And I'm just like, 
is this game supposed to be violent or is it not? Like, I don't like, I yeah. know they're just bugs, but. Is but it? at the same <laughs> time, at the same time, they give you guns that can like explode things like giant yes. rockets and these bugs, they explode and there's blood everywhere. There's like, yes, bug blood everywhere. And yeah. it's clearly like trying to push, push that rating. It's, it's teen, right? I think it's teen. I don't know. Uh, yeah, right in front it of is. Me, but... yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Which, which makes sense. That's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. I think that makes sense. Um, but it's, but like those, those weapons, the gruesome stuff, mm-hmm. the sort of like, and like when you have like a bunch of enemies that say throw a grenade and it's just like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I got to throw something. Yeah. And even if they don't die, the blood splatter is just like, it's like, it's all it's over everywhere. You. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. The sound yeah. effect doesn't stop. Like it's just all these details. It, yeah. It's green. They're bugs. Like I said, but there's something about that that feels this like, yeah, this mix of attitude and mix of uh, tone that this mm-hmm. game I don't know. I don't know what kind of balance they're going for here. Like I've seen a couple of like clips and interviews and, you know, uh, things like that from even like 15 years ago when people were talking about this game and it was only 10 years old and being like, yeah, we wanted to strike this balance and stuff. And I I don't know if they struck the balance or if they should have just gone to the full teen or mature side or should have just dumbed it down to be a little bit more yeah. child friendly. So I it's su- stuck somewhere in between. I think playing it is totally fine for the way that works but that balance i think was a little bit off depending on what mission and what area you were in yeah. and and what weapons you were using <laughs> i think else so, also matter yeah and so getting getting into it we're kind of we're kind of like crossing the line of the gameplay yeah oh yeah let's uh, do it oh yeah so so the gameplay um it's kind of <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, it's not bad, but it's not great either. It's Mm -hmm. kind of, it's kind of in between. And I don't know, again, I don't know what it is on the rare replay. Like if you, can you use twin sticks? Is that like. No. So what happens is, and I wrote, yeah. So, so that, so that's one of the reasons why we'll, we'll get to this, you know, eventually like we're going to, we're going to be playing Goldeneye on here because obviously we are. Yeah. That the version of that on the Xbox not on the Switch, but on the Xbox, is twin sticks. It's is is modern controls. And it's yeah. great. And it feels great. The game is the same game, but it plays even better. They modernized it. It looks full, it looks nicer and cleaner and it plays much better. Fantastic. With this, the the right hand the right-handed joystick, the right joystick, or whatever, if you flip your controls, um, is the C are the C buttons. So okay. it's your it's your strafing, it's your jumping. It's your crouch or crawl or whatever. So you still, so instead of using, is it the, is it the left bumper or what what do you use to aim? No, right bumper to aim. Yeah. Right bumper. Yeah. Yeah, So now it's, it's the, it's the left trigger. So that's sort of modernized, I guess. And then shooting is the right trigger. Makes sense. That's a little bit natural, but Mm -hmm. it's the same thing where like, if you're kind of overwhelmed and you're shooting, especially the, the guys that are flying in the sky, regardless of which ones they are, you, it's really hard to stand still and shoot a lot of enemies at once, but it's also yeah. very difficult to move at the same time because my hands could not move left or right with that right joystick easily without yeah. jumping, crouching, and aiming at the same time and pressing the trigger. So it's a yeah. very hard, I really could not wrap, like in a clean way, I could not wrap my head around making that a consistently successful kill or room clear um so it happens sometimes 
And when I did, I was like, oh yeah, I did it. But then the next room I was jumping by accident because the joystick just moves this tiny bit up or I was mm-hmm. crouching by accident because it moves slightly down. Um, so it, it was a little bit unruly, I think. Where So that part of it on the 64, I actually think works better, even if it's not clean. But it actually felt, I thought it would feel better because I'm like, I'm used to holding an Xbox. Yeah, yeah. For the last 20 years. So I thought it would be fine. But because you need the strafing in some way in the game, they had to do, they had to implement that some way and they just made the C buttons, the joystick. So it's, it's fine, but it made the game more frustrating than it maybe could have been, but I also don't know what the solution is because you have to strafe somehow. So yeah, that's really interesting because I I think actually like movement and the strafing works pretty well on the 64 controller. It's really the the part that's that's okay, so there's two facets that make it frustrating. And the first thing is aiming with the stick is very difficult when you go into so so when you're running, you basically have like an auto lock on that you can kind of just blast away yeah, and it'll if you're close it'll enough. Scoot. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. yeah. But if if a drone's flying, for example, or heaven forbid, a freaking sniper sitting in a tree, <laughs> you've got to you got to go into this manual mode by hitting the R button. And then when yeah. you do, you aim with the stick and the stick is just so like the sensitivity. And I don't know. I didn't really look if there's an option to adjust the sensitivity sensitivity there, there isn't I, I just assumed there yeah. wasn't because it's yeah. a nintendo 64 game like they didn't yeah. think of that uh but it definitely is like so sensitive because the slightest mm-hmm. movement just sends it flying yeah and it's it's like i said it's not it's not bad it's not unbearable but it's definitely something that takes a lot of getting used to mm-hmm. uh, because it's not it's not ideal uh, no it's but, not and certain certain weapons you realize will work better in certain situations which yeah. Just in general is what happens with shooters. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I tended to use some of the same weapons over and over yeah. again because I okay. can control them better. Let's you know? see. So, let's see. What what weapon did you use the most? Be honest, because it's probably the same one I did. It's the machine gun. Yeah, it's the machine gun. It's yeah. gotta be the machine gun, right? I just they like, yeah. Yeah. They set you be. up. <laughs> they set you up. It's like the machine gun's clearly the best gun in the game, followed by maybe the tri rockets, I would say. Yeah, I was because they're pretty strong. They have they have a blast radius at least a little bit. Yeah, um, and they some and of you the, can just boom, 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 boom. Just keep it going. Yeah, and when you definitely get the, like, for bosses. Yeah, for bosses it's great. But when you when you get the like up to like 20, 25 shots with the tri rockets, it's it's pretty sweet because you you don't have to worry about only having five or ten bullets and not being able right. to like right. make that right, work right. right. And then with the machine gun, for the most part, you get. You get up to 100 to 200 to 250 shots pretty easily um, or pretty quickly within like a few stages for each character. Yeah. Um, and then you're you're pretty comfortable with it. But like anything that's flying in the sky, unless it was like moving really fast or unless it was really far away, it was the machine gun every time. Yeah. Because I don't care if I missed 70% of the bullets, as long as one or two hit them, they were going to drop and that's all I needed. I just needed to get them out of my way. Yeah. So. I think like, I think for that particular instance, like the drones flying, yeah, the machine gun's great. I also think the pistol actually works fairly well as a backup that you can yeah, just kind of yeah. kind of do a line and just keep firing and just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's just obviously more limited than the machine gun. Uh, I found the machine. But it's gun accurate. Gun, it's it's pretty yeah. accurate, which is why it worked. And it was easy it, for whatever reason. It's probably just in my head, but I found the pistol the easiest one to control. 
probably just in my head though. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I think I know. I think there's something to that. I think it's, it's the rate of fire and you feel like you want to just one shot it. Yeah. So you kind of line up your shot first, uh, similar with the sniper, except the sniper, sniper is yeah. just way less ammo. Um, yeah, it needs more shots. Yeah, I liked it using it. Shot. It needed more. Yeah, it was fun. But the, uh, the machine gun I actually found like the ideal weapon for killing those shield, the enemies with yes. shields that hold it yeah. up. Because there's like small windows where either they're running away and you can mm-hmm. shoot, shoot them from behind or you can kind of shoot around them and get like their, their arms sticking out or their legs sticking out. Yeah. But the machine gun, you just kind of hold Z and forget about it and just be like, they're going to die eventually. So yeah, you just, you just spray, literally just spray the scene. Like, like working in, working in media, like I do when someone goes to a crime scene or goes to a crash or something like that. And you're there after it happens and they're kind of cleaning up the area or whatever. The camera guy says, I sprayed the scene, which means he just (laughs) took a scan of the whole thing, took a couple shots. Basically I'd walk into a room if they had shields with the machine gun, like you're saying, and I would spray the scene. There you <laughs> That's go. what I would do. And there would be there dead bodies there. Just like there might be at a crime scene. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's just that machine gun. It's the best, yeah. best overall weapon. It's used for a lot of different things. And uh, coincidentally, I think maybe the shotgun is the worst weapon. Yeah. I, I really think. wanted to use it more yeah. and, it's it's cool because just like any other shotgun, when you get close, it's you know it's effective. I thought it was going to be good against the guys with the shields at like a sort of medium distance because it would spray a little bit, but it did nah. nothing against those guys. And I tended to use it maybe against some of the bigger guys on the stages, not bosses, but the yeah. bigger guys sometimes, and maybe for the regular ants. But then, yeah, it was not. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It was it was disappointing. Yeah, and it you can charge it up, right? So yes, which is a cool you, idea, but it I don't I don't know. It's really I think the best use case is a if you're out of ammo of everything else and it's all you have. But <laughs> um, just like those big enemies that kind of stand still, and you can really yeah. line up your shot and then maybe yeah. drop a couple hits. Yeah. But even bosses that are similar to that that kind of just tanks and take a lot of hits, it, you still don't really want to use it. Yeah, um, it was it was one of the last resorts. You're right. Yeah. It is it is really cool that they give you such a wide array of weapons and things. Like you have grenades, you have remote mines. Granted, you really don't use a lot of those. Like, yeah, they're really if you run out of ammo. Like it's just oh, another thing to have ammo for if I need it. It's in a panic. If, that's, if that's my machine gun is. runs out of ammo, I can use, <laughs> I can use something else. Uh, <laughs> spray the scene in a different way that's a, yeah exactly tossing grenades. Grenades, the, I, grenades. I like the way that the grenades kind of work you can kind of throw them higher it's not like it's a standard just hey right throw it forward and that's it so like you can aim them you can kind of bounce them off a wall you can shoot enemy grenades out of the sky like that's when they cool throw them at you which yep. is so cool which i did by accident a couple times i was like whoa what just exploded did someone shoot a rocket yeah. at me and if i realized accurate, i shot a grenade yeah i mean it was get them in their hand before they even throw it it's such a, it's so cool. It's and then they drop it. It's great. Those little details are, are really cool and stuff, but, uh, the, the but yeah, I think thing, I'm with you on the grenades and, and the and one the thing yeah. about those grenades though, and just, uh, things that create explosions, you can actually kill the tribals, which are something yes. that you want to collect. Yes. Um, and you actually need to collect. So yes. it kind of, it kind of makes you want to be careful with how you use rockets or grenades or things like that in the game, which it's kind of a bummer. I I don't know if I 
I don't know if I dislike the idea that you can kill the tribals because it's kind of funny, but <laughs> I also I don't like it when the game requires. So at at a certain point, the game requires you to collect the tribals, so yeah. to to progress, and so you need to go back and collect all of them, and so it can be frustrating when you're in a room with enemies. Say the grenades are all you have, you use it, and you accidentally kill a tribal. Well, they work like the the music notes in banjo. You have to restart the level if you want to collect yeah. them. All. Yeah. Except you could. Except you could. In Banjo, at least, you couldn't kill them, and they couldn't disappear. <laughs> you know, they were just like Mario coins, really. Is yeah, so, you, you just know, have so. to find them. And this one, it's like, oh, yeah. I killed it. I got to completely restart. That was the last. I one. mean, that is that is very frustrating. I mean, when when you messaged me just a couple of days ago saying that you need to collect all the tribals to get to like the final <laughs> boss and everything, I was like, well. My goal was to try and get most of them because I wasn't trying to avoid them. I was like, oh, I found yeah. them. Great. I, yeah. I, I, I liked finding them. I was like, oh, they're cute. I want to save them, especially yeah. like the baby ones. Yeah. With the pacifier the in pacifier. their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the, I love one of the details where if you can't see it and it's like up on a ledge or something, they like throw an axe at you to tell you that yeah. they're close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so fun and adds like this little like like almost like desperate personality that they have because they're like, mm -hmm. save me, look, I'm up here. I know you can't see me, but look, 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 hey, hey. Yeah. But there's no voices, right? So they, they do, I, I, lo I love that yeah. little detail and stuff. I'm not but, coming down to you. Yeah. But I, I'm I, here, so you come up to me and grab yeah. me and carry me down. Yeah, especially as, <laughs> especially Lupus. You got, you got jetpack, man. Get your ass up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is your job. Yeah. But like, so then this is this is also part of, the tribals are also part of this like, um tone balance that i was speaking about before where they're they're cute but there's also a very serious situation you know when you start yeah. the game they're all being rounded up some of them are being shot and blown up and there's red blood which for some reason feels like it's more real even clearly it's yeah. not uh they're crying like there's all these tonal things in there that are very adult but they look cute the sound effect when you save them is cute um you know, there's this sort of like friendly mentality to it. And I don't know if, if, cause I'm in Canada and I know that in the U S this show may or may not have reached a lot of people, but I don't know if you know the show Fraggle Rock or the, the franchise of Fraggle Rock at all. It's puppets from the Henson company. So same. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. 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 So there's sort of like, yeah, look it up. Yeah. So they're sort of like in a forest. It's sort of like foresty, hippie looking Muppets is kind of what it is. Yes. And yes. yeah. And I used to watch it as a kid and it was sort of like this just before you're a teenager type of mentality and and jokes and stuff in it. So as a kid, it was like, oh, I'm just watching different Muppets. And yeah. I didn't really understand what they were saying. This game is kind of like, oh, these are Fraggle Rock characters where the, the world is in the forest and they look kind of tribal and kind of different or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit serious, but it's also kid-like. And I just, I, I wanted to save them all because I just, I wanted to save them all and to be the good guy. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while, there'd be something where something funny would kind of happen when one of them gets hurt or dies. And I was like, should I be laughing at this? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure yeah. out if I should or if it was intentional. <laughs> Well, let's just put this note into game devs and things like that, that yeah. when you have you have something to collect like that, especially like a character or something, don't make don't make someone have to collect all of them. Yes. If, like make make us collect 50 tribals or something. Yeah, that's you know? what I thought I had to do. That's why I was like, I'm going to get most of them and that should probably be fine. Yeah. No, you have to go back. It, it forces you to backtrack. But interesting enough, forcing you to backtrack 
kind of reveals uh, mechanics of the game that I actually wasn't aware of when I was playing uh, mm. up until that point. Like I did not, and maybe it just said it. And I'll just say this about the plot in general. Like yeah. other than that, there's that first cut scene where Juno's sipping on coffee. They're all just hanging out. And then He's they're like feet up on the desk. And like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they get raided and they're like, we got to go. We got to whatever. Um, I was not following the plot at all. I mean, okay. I don't know. I don't know what the, I know like Mizar is the bad guy. Yep. And, but, uh, but this is stuff that I learned because I played the game and I like sat through like later I was paying more right. attention. Right. But at the beginning, like, I don't know why it was hard for me to, to follow. It's not, it's like, it's not okay. Complicated. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, we're, we're some sort of space crew. There's alien insectoids. Why are they attacking us? I was like, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. We were the last remnant of a, of a like a police force space, of the galaxy space force. or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't get that. I was just like, why are they attacking us? This makes no sense. <laughs> and then we get to this Island and the guy asks for help. And Juno's like, yeah, of course. And I'm just like, I don't, this sounds like his problem. It doesn't, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, definitely if I was in that situation, my first priority would be to find my, my sister who is apparently right. my twin sister, which I also didn't pick up on. That did, that didn't, they didn't I'd be like, <laughs> find my sister and find my dog would be my first priority. And I'm which it you. kind of is, but then I'm like, okay. And if I see these guys, yeah, I'll try to help them, but I'm not gonna, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but like, you know, I don't need to find your pants, man. Like, uh, yeah. you know, that I, I, was, that was my favorite mission of this game though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I'm like, that is such a rare thing. Like that oh, is such man. a rare, rare game. So like he's like, we, I was so scared and they took my pants and then you have to go like climb the tree, like in the climb next area. And they're like, they just chucked him up there. And that, that was so funny. That mission was, so, I wrote that mission in my notes to talk about. Cause I was like, that it's was so hilarious. good, and it was so it's, random. It's so silly. The only thing about that, and this is a design choice or its limitations of the game or the console yeah. or the cartridge, whatever, is like when you picked something like that up, I didn't know what I was picking up. It just made a sound to tell me that I picked something up that was good because it was high-pitched. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what do I do? We're, I, I can't check. I mean, I can yeah. check to kind of, yeah. you know. But it would be good if, if it was one of those things that you needed like that in order to progress, really, it would be good to have like a little indicator near your health bar or something yeah. that yep. looked like, you know, a dude's pants or something like just anything. <laughs> um, it didn't have to have a fancy graphic. It could literally just be the word pants. And I'd be like, OK, great. I got the guy's pants. Yeah. Like, I got something. Okay, yeah. I got pants. Can I customize my character now? <laughs> yeah. I, I did the reverse. I talked to the guy first and got the mission. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I was like, where do I find these? Uh, I almost wish I found them first. Because then I would have been like, what did I just grab? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's that's like, what it was. I was like, oh, there's something in that tree. I'm going to pick it up. Maybe it's a, not a weapon, but maybe it's whatever, yep. some sort of thing. And yeah. And then the guy's just like, thanks for returning my pants. I was like, cool I, I mean i guess i mean it looks like you're wearing pants yeah. so i don't know what the problem is but um okay <laughs> yeah and uh like branching off to to finish the thought of the different mechanics um yeah. so once you reach a point you get armor that lets you have a jetpack but that's yes. that's besides the point that's actually not what i was going to bring up uh i didn't know that each character had their own specific thing that different like in my mind when i was playing as juno and I switched to Vela. I'm like, well, Vela's just Juno, but 
a little bit faster and I, I just find her like I was I was having more fun playing as Vela than Juno and then Lupus. But they feel the so. same. They feel the same. They, they, they feel, they feel pretty, pretty much the same. Similar. And I'm like, yeah. why would I want to play as Juno when I can play as Vela? And why would I want to play as Vela when I can play as Lupus? You yes. know, because he can fly. I only agree. to realize that, oh, Vela can swim. I'm like, OK, well, Vela has even more value. And yeah. then, you know, Lupus can fly. So I was kind of like torn between those two. I'm like, okay, well, this one's more for exploring. This one's like going to help me in the level. And then I found out later Juno can walk in lava. And there was a very specific, uh, I think it's actually Mizar's palace. Yeah, there's lava or, in or there. Yeah. There's lava yeah. in there. But I didn't yeah. know that Juno could walk on lava. So I, I like, I found the secret hole that I went down. Yeah. And then I'm going through all the tunnels and I'm like, how do I leave? I'm like, I was literally <laughs> stuck for like solid 45 minutes. And I just kept going. I'm like, I've been in this tunnel before. And I kept looking. And finally, I'm like, okay, I cave. I got to look it up. I'm like, how do I leave Mizar, like Mizar's Palace, Juno, walk through? Yeah. And then I found this lobby thing. And it was like, oh, leave on the lava. And then I was like, what? Why would, why would you I can walk that? on lava? I can <laughs> yeah. walk on lava? I didn't even... I didn't even attempt to do it because when I'm when I was particularly uh, I think it was lupus, I flew over that lava. Yeah. Yeah. Get to that bottom section. But at one time I missed and I landed in the lava and got hurt really bad. So I was like, oh, well, lava's bad. Yeah. Which is a sane thing to think. I I think that's general. I think I I haven't I haven't stepped in lava in a long time, but the last time I did, it hurt. So, yeah. 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 I think. I think Ed Sheeran can confirm that stepping in lava is bad. If you heard that story a while back, but yeah, so I I don't know if they tell you that at some point that Juno can I, do that. I missed I missed if they did. It was something that I had to look up as well in a similar way. I definitely did not give myself thirty to forty five minutes. I was just like, all right, I got. I want to keep going. Um, yeah. I but, I really tried. I really tried to do this game without like any walkthrough oh, or same. anything. I, I I always so tried to. Yeah. difficult. So difficult. It was like yeah. I found myself. So part of part of the charm is exploring and finding mm-hmm. new areas and everything. You're yep. like, whoa, Absolutely. that's really cool. Um, which is really cool to do when you're playing through the game. It's really lame to do when you're backtracking and trying to collect all the tribals <laughs> and you're like, Oh my gosh, right. there's an entirely other planet that I need to go to or whatever, uh, which happened as Vela for me. Yeah. And, um, it was just, it just added more to it. And, um, the, I, I just found that navigating like a lot of places, specific, like even just looking at the first world, like outset or, or is that what it's called? No, that's a section of it. Goldwood. Uh, Goldwood. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Goldwood, that that first world when you go in, like everywhere kind of just looks the same, and you're like, did I did I walk down this way? And then <laughs> you're kind of nav- re-navigating the same areas, or maybe mm-hmm. they're slightly different, and it's really hard to tell. It's just one of those games. It's kind of like you got to keep exploring till you find stuff, which yeah. is cool, and I appreciate it. But you know, trying to do something and complete a game for you know like we're trying to complete this game so we can talk about it on the podcast and i was like dang this is not one that this is not for the faint of heart this is for someone that's like they really need to go in and they really need to pay attention to where they've been like it's enjoyable but you will be frustrated and it's not something to do if you're trying to get something done yeah (laughs) yeah and that's and that's the other thing is like 
getting something done is, is, is kind of a way to put it too, because for me, games like this or a lot of open world games nowadays, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, look, I love the Spider-Man games. I love the, the Horizon games. They're, they're fantastic games. But if I put that thing down for a few weeks and I was kind of in the middle of a region, even if I wasn't in a main quest and I was like, you know, I kind of had a, a, an idea of what my path would be for the next couple of hours. I find myself to be overwhelmed, even though I shouldn't be, because there's mm. just everything looks unfamiliar suddenly, even yes. though I've been in yeah. that area for so long. And with this, if I put it down and picked it back up, even if I was playing on Rare Replay and I just hit play again and immediately went back, I was like, why am I in this hallway again? Yeah. What am I? Was I yep. supposed to go left or right here? It kind of looks the same. This is a, a 64 thing. It's not really just this game because textures and all that kind of stuff can only go so far. So it's kind of the generation of games. So I don't blame this game specifically for that. But it definitely is a problem when you're going through like the palace, for example. And especially as, as you know, in some of the Juno sections, like was the first time that I went there. Mm-hmm. It was like. I feel like I'm running down this hallway 17 times. Yeah. And some of the items, like the coins, respawn. Yes. When you go back. That doesn't so I'm help. Just, and yeah. So I'm just like, well, I think I've been here. I think there was four coins down this hallway, but yeah. maybe it's slightly different. So I, you know, it it's it's deeper than than I expected the game to be, and it's longer than I expected it to be, but some of it feels like just design and all of that. But it, all of this stuff that we're saying, it's still fun to play though. Like I still, yeah. I still had a good time going in and, and shooting all these ants and baddies, the small details that we're talking about, you know, like you mentioned like right off the top, like little things like collecting the ants heads, like those types of things were just like, I forgot that that was a thing. And I started picking them up and it's like, Oh, you collected this many in this stage. Oh, you set a new record or whatever. Yeah, when you check back yeah. and all that stuff. It's fun. There's all these little they also details. Cheats, if you didn't know. Yes, that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't at first, I was wondering why I, I was didn't. collecting these things. Same. I was like, why can I collect these? I didn't really notice. I was collecting like, them until later. I was like, is there a shop or something that I go to, which the right. shop, the, uh, the dialogue, like another one yeah. of those, like, when you're you're ending so it's cheeky. like get away you you ugly thing or yeah like just so when, when you want to close and walk away from the shop yeah they basically the, yeah. the character basically says like you're you're gross and freaky i'm getting out of here it's like yeah couldn't you just like walk away not saying anything like didn't your mom teach you not to say anything bad if you don't have anything else to say you know what i mean like just just walk away or just mm-hmm. say bye like just mm-hmm. why why <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> So funny. Also, the Speaking shop of, is like, eh, okay. It's not. Yeah. Eh, yeah. There's no, there's no, I, I used the shop maybe twice the whole, yeah, the same. whole thing. And yeah. it was, well, just you have to fill, find it first. <laughs> yeah. It was just to fill my ammo too. Yeah. It wasn't exactly. like, I, I, I don't think I ever got a game over. So I don't know if there's any game no, over splash screen or anything. Me neither. Like, they give you, they give you like two tries every level, right? Or three uh, two tries, or, two or three, but it, sometimes it's in separate sections of the, of the level, right. right? So I think they give you three, you, and then they they give you two like retries, but they start you off like you have three lives total. Yeah, yeah, per so, like planet, I guess you could. Yeah, call it. yeah, and yeah, like things got close sometimes, but but it's it's does a pretty good job of balancing like losing health and picking it up and those yeah. types. Of, I I found like a couple times I died, especially on bosses and stuff, which you know were mostly pretty good, but 
Um, that's usually where I lost my lives yeah. was on the bosses. Um, they were, yeah. they were pretty good. I, I don't know. I don't know if there was one that stood out to you the most or. So I'll tell you which one I hated. <laughs> yes. Um, so I really hated. There's a, it's like two grasshopper looking dudes. There's yes. two of them. And yeah, they jump they're, uh, they're like praying mantis looking things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, praying mantis because they have they have the arms. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I freaking hated those because <laughs> they so the thing the thing about this game is when you're locked in a boss battle, you only move side to side. And then you rely right. like just on aiming. So it fundamentally changes the gameplay right there. So that's um, where the controls on the Xbox actually worked better, was because yeah. I didn't have to worry about you know anyways yeah so it actually worked better that way for me yeah but like the first boss is kind of i mean if i'm remembering right that may not be the first boss i'm thinking of like it's like a like a bee drill (laughs) or yeah yeah yeah. uh, but uh, and then the second one is like the the, looks like you're in like a sewer tunnel um and then i think it's the mantis guys after that i think that's the order Yeah. yeah yeah and the the mantis guys they just have they have multiple so you can't, you, it's not like you can just shoot at it and damage it. You have to yeah. hit specific areas of it. And I think that just coincides with the aiming mechanics, but also at the same time, I don't think you can always just hit it. You have to time it. At a so certain point. Yeah. Certain at point a certain in time. time. Yep. And that is what frustrated me because yeah. I would, have, you'd like highlight it with the reticle. And then once it turned red, that was kind of your cue to lock in and shoot. And it made that and, sound effect, that like blinking yeah. sound effect thing. That's yeah. how you went to do it. And yeah. so for anybody wondering, okay, this is, this is kind of my, this is my little tidbit. Uh, <laughs> those, the arms, the arms, if you're struggling with this boss, just use the tri rockets for right away. Yeah. And just, if you, if you nail it, you can knock their arms out in like one or two hits tops. So yep. you can knock out both arms and then they try to attack you with their tail, switch to the machine gun and wait for it to poke over, and then you can kind of blast it, and, and it'll turn red, and that's your indicator. And once it stops turning red, stop firing. Conserve ammo. Yes, exactly. That's, and that, ah, that's the issue. And then, go ahead. Yep, keep and going. then <laughs> if you're at a point, if you're at a point where you still have tri-rockets, that's kind of your ideal situation, and then they'll attack you with their head, and then you just time it and smash them in the head. But it that is the only boss, I think, that I really like had to keep playing to beat. Like The rest, I was kind of like one or yeah. two tries max. But that yeah. one, I was like, over and over and over. And I was like, <laughs> I kept running out of ammo is the reality of it. Like, I ran out of well, ammo for the machine gun and the tri yeah. gun. And then everything else is like, why am I even here? Because Yeah, that, so that that's the problem is that um, you, if you don't know that you have to shoot things at a particular time, which is the case for at least one of the other bosses before that, but they have larger hitboxes. They're not moving as fast. They're not jumping around as much as these guys are. So it is less frustrating. But I did find between the tri-rockets and the homing missiles, as long as you had a decent amount of those, <clears throat> excuse me, as long as you had the homing missiles, the 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 lock-on on the homing missile, as long as you have that gun still oh, yeah. out, stays on where it needs to shoot. So if you could get the really? timing, yeah. So if you could get the timing correctly, it stays on it. And if I knew that it was about to turn red after after I figured it out and died a couple times, of course, um, yeah. then I would shoot it just before it was going to turn red. It would slowly go towards it. It would hit it. And that's how I would get my hits. Yeah. So that's how I kind of cheesed that one specifically. I did it for, I think, the one in the sewer, like in Vela's boss as well. 
Um, but I had less bullets at that point, so it was a little bit more difficult. But and that enemy was closer, so I could use other guns that were a little bit more effective, like the machine gun and stuff is a little bit better there. But um, but yeah, that that's how I did it for those guys specifically because the pieces you have to hit, especially like the tail and the head, are so small. Yeah, and they're so far away from you, and they move so fast that it's like, well, is this going to be a 15 minute fight or can I actually beat this thing in like the next four or five minutes like the other ones? Yeah, um, it's frustrating. Yeah, I, it's a I, little I, bit frustrating. I, I I was I I felt less frustrated maybe than you did because it, the controls felt a little bit more intuitive when it kicked into that yeah. different mode. So yeah. the strafing, I didn't have it. I didn't need a separate button to strafe anymore. I just needed the left joystick. So that felt a lot better. Um, but it was or sorry, I, I didn't need to to press the other trigger in order to aim. The reticle was always up. Right. Did so you, it was one less thing that I needed to use. Did you strafe and run like constantly? Or did the using the Xbox controller kind of hinder that? Because every time I was running forward, I wasn't running forward. I was holding the C button like to the side. So I'd always be running like forward right. I'd almost be always running diagonally rather On than an straight. Angle? Yeah. yeah. I so that's what I that's what I remember always doing as a kid playing this on the 64. And that's what my habit was and immediately when I picked it up and put the cartridge yep. in. But because of the way that the joystick works, because it's sensitive, the slight movement a little bit up or like halfway up on the, on the you know, moving the joystick up like a sort of quarter circle would yeah. make me jump. Yeah. So okay. it, it was a lot harder to do that. So the mm. strafing was not as beneficial as the game probably wants it to be. Like the game yeah. wants you to be strafing because it's a be better way to avoid like the snipers, like you were saying, yep. and all that. Like that is key to avoiding a lot of those shots that are hard to hit from a distance. Um, but I was running into losing a decent amount of life uh, in those instances because Interesting. I couldn't strafe a lot. Yeah. So I was like, so sometimes there were some levels uh, where I could see a sniper in the distance, but it couldn't see me yet. And gotcha. I pulled out, and this is even before I had the sniper rifle, I'd pull out the pistol and just get the radical enough to hit the snipers. Cause they only take one bullet or one yep. laser and I would shoot them from a distance. And then now I wouldn't have to worry about them when I ran into that area. So, you know, I kind of cheesed the, the program a little bit in the game, but I knew from dying two minutes prior that yeah. that would help me. And I just sort of figured out a way to do I it. Just, so the strafing is so helpful, especially with the yeah. with the drones coming in because they would line yes. they often in a line. And so I just aim in one spot and then I didn't I just hold the joystick and strafe to the right and just keep firing. And it was just like yeah. you just go down the line mauling them. And it was yeah. it was good. Um, yeah. So just pushing us forward a little bit i think we yeah. talked about quite a bit of the game um there is a little a little bonus character you get added to your team which is floyd the robot yeah uh, floyd. What, what a name great name what a name great name for a robot <laughs> yeah and uh so they he joins your team and you have to find the parts and that's cool yeah uh and then uh mizar is the the big bad of the game yes we and... have to get we have to get to this to to the to the yeah. big bad and and the the whole go ahead yeah I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you carry this yeah so so I'll just say so the, at first you fight it and you 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 beat Mizar's palace you have to you have to get all three of your squad members to Mizar's lobby and his palace to unlock the boss fight which is a feat because every character you have to progress through a certain amount of worlds to all meet up and be on the same world which yeah. is kind of an interesting way to do it i like that there's stories I like were that but... i like that yeah i like that the paths were different you weren't playing the exact same stages just because just because they're different characters and could swim or apparently walk yeah. on lava or fly 
you're still playing different stages, different perspectives or whatever. And then you're me. Like, I, I like that. I mean, that, that made the game definitely feel more epic and, and big um, mm-hmm. to a way that I didn't remember because like we discussed earlier, we never really played through the entirety of it or anything. So um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And it's, it, it's just one of those things that it also, it, it does make backtracking a nightmare, but that's besides the point. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. Uh, I, I think the thing that makes it a nightmare really is you backtrack to certain areas and you have to figure out what character you need for that area to complete it. Right. So like if you go back to Juno's first level, it might not be Juno that can get all the tribals. It might be Vela, you know, or it might be Lupus and yeah. you have to be selective and kind of like, but you may not know that until you're like 10 tribals in and you need one more. And that one is like above you and only Lupus can hover over to yeah. it. It's just, it's a little frustrating. It's not make a break. If you have a guide, it's probably a lot easier. Well, it um, would which, be nice if the tribals didn't respawn every time you went like that. Yeah. I think, I think that, like we saying, that would have solved it. If you collected yeah. them and it just stayed that way, I think that would have at least made it a little bit better. Cause you'd be like, Oh, I have one more. And then maybe you see them up in a tree, but at least you're not going through the entire stage and doing every last little step. Classic banjo kazooie design choice. With the musical <laughs> notes. That's what it is again. Yeah, that's um, true. Just it a is. not good way to do it. Uh, it's yeah. not not make or break, but it definitely makes it more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah. But so, anyways, you get them all get them all in the same spot. You you fight the final boss, and Lupus takes charge initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean that 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 fight's super easy. It's a cakewalk. Um, you you don't really have to do too much, and he kind of just retreats. And he's like, "Well, if I can't have my way, I'm gonna go destroy your planet." And then he flies up to an asteroid and then they prompt you to go collect all these ship parts to repair this old ship that can reach where you need to be and tribals. So you not only have to collect every tribal in the game and backtrack to every world, get every tribal, but you also have to get the ship parts. And the guy, Jeff, mother grabbing Jeff, ha- <laughs> like holds the last ship part hostage. So like... He's like, you have to, cl- you have to find all my people, and I'll give you the last ship part to save your planet. <laughs> it's like so selfish. I can't believe it. I just don't like the guy. I don't like, like the guy. Dude, we've come this far. Isn't that enough? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll go back. Enough. Let me defeat the baddies. I'll go back and I'll save them. It's not to be right now. Yeah, yeah. He's a jerk. Jeff's a jerk. And uh, so going up, you you get to this asteroid. You find Mizar. You fight him. You beat him, and uh, it's revealed. Hey, this this is like a robotic body. And this was I was laughing when I saw this <laughs> because it comes out and it's Barry, Jeff's brother. Oh. Oh Barry. Oh man, you don't even know. It's about to go off. And he's like, Barry? And he's like, I hate you, Jeff. <laughs> he's like, I I hate everything about you. I hate being in your shadow. I hate being your brother. Like you suck. <laughs> and he's like Apparently he was, I, and I may have be misremembering, but he's like, I wasn't actually going to blow up the earth. I was just threatening to do it to like make my point across. And he's like, my body, I like with my robotic body, I could have stopped the detonation, but he still actually did a detonation or something. Still, yeah. And so, uh, he had a Floyd, bomb in his hand. He's like, yeah, he had a bomb yeah. in his hand. And like, so Floyd, I guess, uh, makes the heroic sacrifice, which is sad yeah. because he was. He was a pretty cool little robot dude. Uh, he just yeah. flew around. He had little gameplay, his own gameplay without the thing. Once you unlocked him, which we didn't mention, but you can stand on a pad and he would like come out. You get this like first person like ship control 
mini games. Yeah, little flying yeah, mini games. Yeah, you know what? It, you know what it reminded me of, and they're pretty much all like this. They're just kind of in different settings. Um, is if you've ever played any of the Star Wars Super Nintendo games when they would put you in the Millennium yes. Falcon or yep. another ship. Yep. That's exactly. that's what it felt like. Because that all of a sudden that those games went first person and you're kind of dodging and shooting things every once in a while. It felt just like those. Yep. The controls were just as somewhat wonky as those ones were. Yeah. <laughs> it was but they're it was, was kind of cool. Yeah, it's yeah, very short. It's only a couple short. minutes. Yeah. Um and it just it just made me bring up a point I didn't bring up in the control section when we were talking about gameplay. So yeah. I just briefly say it but i really dislike how the game almost plays like a platformer a third person Mm. shooter platformer like it's very it feels fine and then once you get into battle it switches to tank controls for better or worse like sometimes it works really well but pretty much yeah i found it frustrating when i wanted to like move out of the way and i wanted to just turn around and run like a normal like platformer controls and then all of a sudden you'd stop and you'd have to like back up like reversing a car and i'm like oh so that yeah, was, you have to turn you have to turn right around all yeah, the way around in yeah. order to like go the other way. Yeah. So that that like it just switches automatically, which yeah. I, whatever it's I, fine. See, but. To me, uh, other than other than maybe those specific scenarios, I liked like to me, I like third person shooters and games much more mm-hmm. than first person these days. Um, maybe it's just sort of lost its luster on me a little bit. I don't know what it is, but. I like third person. I was excited to play this for that reason. And I kind of like how it's like half first yeah. person, half third person when you shoot. So like to me, I kind of like that idea. You know, you you pretty much are playing an FPS at that point, but you know, you can still see your character and you're still moving around. All the controls kind of almost stay the same and stuff like almost feel the same. And I don't know. I, I like that part of it, but I do. I, I know what you mean. That, that part, that scenario like that is a little bit frustrating. And I guess I gave it a pass on that because um, it's, it's a game from the late nineties and 2000. Yeah. And it was just, it is what it is, you know? So I just yeah. kind of let that go, but, but your point is made. And I think you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I just, time, I just so. had to throw it out there. Cause I was like, Ugh. yeah. But it, fair enough. It, and it, again, it wasn't, it wasn't make or break. It was just like every once in a while it would make exactly. a frustrating situation. And I'd be like, all right, that yeah. sucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, pretty solid games, pretty funny. Uh, it I, is pretty funny. And we, we mentioned star Wars earlier, just as we were talking about the ending, the ending of this is 100% star Wars because they all walk into this big yeah. auditorium. They get a medal. And they get a medal, all the other, uh, you know, fighters, which apparently there's other fighters. So let's see more jet force stories. Yeah. Please. Um, and yeah, they get a medal and then like the ships are flying over top and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is great. I, so I didn't I didn't play any of this very ending fight or anything because I didn't get all the tribals. I just yeah, my my story of reason why I couldn't finish is because my furnace busted in the house and I just wasn't home <laughs> for a few days and it was just way too hot in the house because um, it wasn't blowing any air from the AC. So the whole house was just baking at. Yeah. Just, yeah. Anyways. So I just, whatever, I took the, took the stuff to my parents' place and that's it. Um, and, uh, so I watched, I watched the last, I would say half hour of the game, roughly somewhere in there, or at least an efficient playthrough of the last half hour and then watch the cutscene and whatever. But it's just yeah. like the Barry thing, the Jeff thing, the twist at the end, and then the star Wars. And then did you watch the credits? Yeah. When you're dancing, you're dancing in the nightclub. What is happening? <laughs> 
Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Oh gosh. There's a there's a mission where you go undercover as an ant drone and you go into that oh, nightclub. Oh yeah. Oh, there is. It's like a little yeah, it's a little thing. So it's a nod to that. But so, yeah. But it was just it's so funny Pretty because funny. the tone again, the whole tone thing of this is it's epic. It's Star Wars. You have your medals. You save the day. Everything. The ships are flying overhead, whatever. And then it cuts to black. Two seconds later, it's Juno doing, you know, Disco Inferno on in a night in a nightclub yep. and everybody's dancing and stuff. And I'm like, what is happening right now? This is so yeah. all over the place. <laughs> I think I said I said something in my notes. I said, OK, I said Fortnite moves have nothing on Juno. Yes. So. Yes. There you go. Never mind the the I don't even know what the oh. moves are called anymore, but. Like bring those into Fortnite. I am so glad I wrote this down okay. because I I totally forgot about it and I just looked at my notes. Uh, so Juno and Vela high five at the end when they get their medals. They yep. like high five, and I said they never actually touch hands, and it made me laugh because they they're like, well, they're like high five, and they're just like, and there's like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just the the models and the animation like yeah, they just, just never actually happen. touch, yeah. and it's just they didn't so touch funny. squares, <laughs> like they didn't touch. A they didn't touch. They yeah. didn't touch Anything. at all. It was like there was a gap of air between it, and then they put their hands down. Well, you know what? They're they're twins. They're siblings. Maybe it was just a secret handshake. We just didn't know it. Maybe it it's just the thing be. they do. You know, like the could whole be. Fresh Prince half five psh, that thing. Maybe that's all it was. You know, maybe yeah. that's what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a uh, yeah. So, it was, it's funny. It's so there. So there's aspects of this game. Obviously, there's there's things that probably could be refined and whatever. I was, I was a little bit oh, disappointed yeah. that the Xbox version wasn't more refined, but it didn't make it a terrible experience. But uh, I think overall, I still had a good time playing this. Yeah. A lot of it is the epicness of it, the ideas that are in it, um, variety of enemies, weapons like we were talking about. Like there's stuff in here that's really good. Is it a complete home run? No, not really, yeah. but it's, but it's, but I don't think that it's far off. You know, I don't think that it's a complete disaster in any way. And there's some fun to be had, but definitely ex- expect to, I think you mentioned it earlier to dig into this a little bit more than maybe you would have expected. I think yeah, you're, you're definitely going to have to sink a lot more time into this, even if you do what I do and, and don't complete the entire game and, and get all the tribals. There's, there's still a lot to do and a lot of fun to be had. And then, mm-hmm. you know what, if you can't find them all, like I did, I was fine with watching the ending and stuff. It happens. You know, you can't finish everything and you can't uh, spend your whole life playing one game for, for a month and stuff. But I, I think it was, I think it was a good time. I still, I still think I really enjoyed it. I still recommend it. Just be prepared for mm-hmm. some of the things that we were talking about. That's if all. I, if I had to give it a number because I'm a, I'm a give it a number kind of a person, I'd probably yeah. give it like a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. Cause I think yeah, I'm in the same page. It was, yep. it was good. It wasn't great. Um, It was definitely, the the reviews at the times a, a lot of like kind of b plus was kind of the sentiment going around like you yep. know 80s out of 100 stuff like that um and i'd say that's that's i'm probably more in the c plus territory maybe leaning toward b minus i think yep. there's a lot of elements of it that make it good i think like graphics are decent the music's phenomenal uh the story's fine uh the gameplay is sometimes clunky but overall fun yeah. It's it's just not perfect. It's not as refined, but it is you'll have a good time playing it except for the part where you're like, "Oh my gosh, I have to collect everything to finish the game." Yeah, that that's that's, that's a, not that's great. That's just that's just a little frustrating to me. Yeah. And for that, that's what brings it to, like if it didn't have that, I'd probably give it an 8. 
because it, it's enjoyable. Well, no, I, but... I think it makes I think it makes a difference. I think it absolutely makes a difference for sure yeah. because you don't feel in some ways it feels like you're not wasting your time, but it feels like what you've done up until that point, even though you didn't complete it, feels less than when it should. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think that there's something to that for sure. I, I think you're onto something, and and I once you told me that I had to collect all of them. I know I wasn't close. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Thank God I'm not home right now yeah. to play the game yeah. because I'm not, I cool. wasn't going to do it. So, you know, I took a few days off from not playing it, but I, I still was thinking about it afterwards. I was still, you know, thinking about us talking about it, but also thinking about just the fact that I had a good time. I like the ideas in here. Most of the execution's pretty good, but there's some of those things that, that could improve upon. And Hey, if you know, if you got some time to sink into it, even if you only play like half this game, as long as you get all three characters and experience like a couple stages per character. Yeah. I think you have you'll have a good time getting to that point and you'll probably play the best parts of it, I think, if if you do and that. And that's probably there's enough. fun multiplayer too. If if yeah anybody cares about that, multiplayer's great. If you can so. if you can get that run in on a 64 with some friends, I think it's it's worth a shot. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Um and uh, you know what? I, I, I still recommend cool Yeah. Yes, exactly. I I still recommend um I mean I I think the controls feel, which is crazy to say, because normally this wouldn't be the case, but the controls feel better on the 64, but I still think it's worth uh, picking it up on the Xbox controller. If you have Game Pass, um, it's on Rare Replay, or if you have an older Xbox generation, mm-hmm. pick it up. This this game and, and all the other ones on it are, are well worth the price of admission, I would say. So um, yeah, that's right. That's... That's Jeff Force Gemini, everybody. We yep, uh, we that's we it. we beat it to the ground, just like uh, or we or we cut the head off Jeff Force Gemini, like all the ants that we collected, and uh, yep. I don't know whatever the, the term. I don't know what it is. We we <laughs> we blew them up into little bloody pieces across the world. We we picked it up by the head, and we said, "Here, world, we're not collecting the rest of these tribals. We're done." We're and, done. Uh, We're going to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, actually, perfect transition, which is exactly what professionals do. They they uh, they mention their transitions and, and segues. Sir, you are a monster on YouTube. Let's let everybody know uh, what, oh, what you're doing lately Lord. and where they can find you. Well, you can find me. I got I got all my socials. I've got I've got a YouTube. I've got a TikTok. I've got a Twitter. I've got an Instagram. YouTube's my main thing. Uh, TikTok, probably secondary, followed by Twitter, and then Instagram. Feel free to follow me on all of those. I am pretty active, uh, but YouTube is my bread and butter. Uh, last thing I made was overthinking it, the most powerful ammo of the DK crew, which on a previous so episode <laughs> of Remember 64, we talked about Donkey Kong 64, so I love it. So anytime to push some content related to that game. I, I love to do it. And uh, if you like Donkey Kong, if you like slow motion fruit exploding, <laughs> and if you like the sound of my voice, you'll love this video. So I recommend you go I, I will it. say, I, I will interject <laughs> just slightly and say, this video has more in it than you would think. It has different <laughs> enough? It has enough different aspects in it than, than you would think when you would first click on it. So just be prepared and in a good way, believe me in a good way, but just be ready for something different, fun and, uh, and goofy in the best possible way. So well done, sir. <laughs> it's pretty silly. People, people are latching onto it, which I'm super proud of. Amazing. Uh, and then one thing I just want to mention, uh, so Tim Stamper of rare, because we're talking about rare, uh, yep. he posted a comment about Banjo Kazooie on Twitter and was like, Hey, 
I always intended Banjo to be more than it was, have a bunch of games in the series, grow the fan base. And so I commented on that. And I'm like, it can still be that. Long story short, I started really pushing uh, kind of a Twitter campaign of hashtag bring Banjo back in hashtag 2023 E. And <laughs> I've been pushing it every day and it is gaining traction. So if you love Banjo and you love Rare, all I'm asking Go on Twitter, make a post, post your favorite memory about Banjo, Rareware, anything, any content you have. If you have figures, if you have art, if you love the music, like anything. Pictures of your collection. Pictures of your collection. Post it out there. Post it on any of your social media, but we're trying to get it trending on Twitter just for the heck of it and really tell Rare, hey, like you got to look at some of your old IPs and bring them back. I said... I think I said in my first tweet, we're starting with Banjo and then we're going to move to Conquer. And then who's to say we won't move to Jet Force Gemini? Oh, you know? please, could we? Please, <laughs> could we? Let's keep pushing. Like, I, I swear this game could definitely be a, an all-star title with on modern consoles and controls and everything. I, I honestly sure. do. I, like, yep. There's so many ideas in this, like we've been talking about, that I think it, it could it could stand out. Anyway, nice to see you again. Nice to talk to you again, man. We'll uh, we'll have you back very soon. Get ready, everybody. We got some big stuff coming. The two of us are doing some awesome stuff, and this show is going to keep kicking some ass. So uh, thanks, everyone, for, for joining us on this crazy journey of uh, Jet Force yep. Gemini once again. <laughs> ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on this adventure of Jet Force Gemini and Remember 64. Jiggy Look Back will be back soon on the show. He's going to be here a little bit more often, and we're going to play some awesome games and maybe some not-so-awesome games. Hey, it's the N64. You get a real mixed bag. Uh, Some really exciting titles with him and with other guests coming up. So if you're listening to this on this release, uh, I hope you stick with us and hope that uh, you enjoy what we're doing here at Remember 64. As always, if you want to give us a rating on your podcast app of choice, that would be lovely, much, much appreciated. And if you want to support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash remember64show. And if you heard me at the beginning of the episode, you'll know that now we have a little bit of a bonus coming your way, a limited supply, but we do have some holographic Remember 64 logo stickers that can be yours for free if you sign up to the patreon all right everybody thanks so much for joining me we'll see you next time on remember 64